Hey guys, Jesse here to share with you your call to action. Encourage and inspire you on your business journey. So let's get to it. Thanks for coming in for another episode, guys, of Your Call to Action. Check out our channel with our exclusives here with Chris from Seller. Chris, thanks so much for coming on, my man. My it's pleasure. It's been a while. Yeah. The last time we actually properly caught up, before the other times when I caught you at the session, that was 20, was it 2016? I reckon it was 17, give or take. Where, it was just a lot of years have passed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And both of us kind of just went hermit and <laughs> built and didn't see the world for a while. Yeah, fair, fair assumption. <laughs> so now that we're coming out a little bit, yeah. I'd love to know what's happened with you. Like, j just before we kick it off, uh, Chris is the founder of Seller. Seller is, uh, and I'm gonna probably brutalize this, is a company that has been working with QR codes, but then moving into a newer technology to be able to help brand improve the marketing of wines and other alcoholic beverages, as well as improving the inventory management of those beverages and products to help businesses improve. And he's gonna share about that journey with us today. Was that kind of? Yeah, I mean, the, the easy way to distill it and condense it is that we're a connected packaging solution for the beverage industry so that brands can gain frictionless connectivity to today's customer. There's the elevator pitch. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so fill me in. Where, where did this all start? I know hmm. you started with um, the Founders Institute. So let's, yeah. let's kick it off from there. Yeah, so back late 2016, um, decided to take the plunge into the Founder Institute journey. And it's a three month curated process, ran from a Silicon Valley crew, effectively supercharging your entrepreneurial journey. It's about getting you ready for what's really coming. Um, it was awesome, we learned so much, the different elements of it came to life. Managed to top the class, which was cool. Got to go to Founder oh. X in Bulgaria. On the back of that, where I met the founder of Founder Institute and a bunch of other people that were really cool and just helped us really understand what it was that we're up to. From that, we we're originally building an inventory management system for hospitality. So sommeliers, wine managers doing stock takes in minutes, not hours or days, uh, which we did some cool beta trials, took one brand from 10 hours a month counting and managing a spreadsheet to 28 minutes in the sense of literally counting everything in their store, about three and a half thousand bottles. During that journey though, um, some of the, the hurdles I guess we ran into was about getting tags on bottles. And some of these tags you'll see on the table over here, these black ones going on the neck, um, proving a little bit of grief in the store because they're pretty clunky, right? Just, just break me down. So yeah. when you were doing your Founders Institute, this was the first product? Yeah, so that was the first, first product matched to a handheld reader, a scanner like this. So what, what is this? It looks yeah. like a plastic tag. Yeah, it's a dog tag. For those right? who are listening on the actual audio <laughs> yeah, itself, yeah. it just, yeah, it looks like something you'd yes. pick up from, like you're on your car keys yep. with just a, a zip tag. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, so effectively it's an ultra high frequency, radio frequency identification tag. So RFID in common terms, right? So Say that, that again. RFID, radio frequency identification. Has this technology been around for a while? Yeah, this has been around for quite a long time, actually. Um, Wasn't this like spy tech, like people would spy stuff? Uh, they're passive, right? So that's the beautiful part about this is the shelf life. They'll live for a very long time. Some of these tags that we've got have got 50 year lifespan, ready to go. Wow. There's no battery power. It's waiting for a signal being your mobile phone or a handheld scanner like this, which activates that data exchange. Effectively. So what's, what's this thing yes. that you've got here? Like so that's the scanner or the reader, which can pick up the signal that this is emitting when it gets a power charge. Oh, it's on. Yeah. Wow. So its job is to identify the little, uh, the serial ID, the chip that's inside this. Mm -hmm. Just leave it, it's cool. How do it'll, I turn it it'll, off? It'll turn itself off. Just oh. hold, hold the power button. Oh, uh, okay, cool. One of those. Um, so there's a little chip inside each of these with an antenna and that antenna's job is to emit a signal far enough for this to pick it up. So we can read these from three, four, 10 meters away, effectively, wow. um, to, to gain that individuality of that tag is over there, rather than uh, a barcode solution, which is quite proximity based. Mm. Yeah? So you've got to get the laser focus to be honed in on the barcode to get that read. And it just takes a bit more time. We can read, we were reading hundreds of these a second in the inventory management platform. So <clears throat> back to the journey, yeah. Um, 
that was the that was the business that we were building, and we we produced the prototype, did betas, all that kind of good stuff. Then, so so just explain in that in that stage, yeah, you you looked at RFIDs yeah. as a business model, yes, and connecting it with software as an inventory management system, yeah, and the audience you chased was the wine industry. Correct, yeah, bottle shops, wine stores. Right. So there's a heap of time lost in those businesses counting stock. Yeah, I, I, I get that happens in a lot of businesses, yeah. but wine was interesting to us for other reasons. And you I like guess alcohol? it came to life, why? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> kids, everyone likes But I guess alcohol? it came to life after this because we, we pivoted, right, based on some of the, the feedback we got from the platform. So what, what, what made you choose to pivot? The, the pivot was based because these tags, they're quite big, right? They're a little bit clunky. So these going on a bottle in a retail environment, they were causing them, like they're picking up three at a time. They didn't like that feel. And they didn't like putting them on. They thought it was a bit annoying. It's 12 seconds to put a carton of wine into the system, <laughs> just quietly. So, wow. Um, <laughs> okay. So it's not exactly time consuming to then save all that time on the back end of that from your 10 hours a month. So they would put this on, yeah. put it on, put it on, put it on, 12 yeah. seconds. And then it. we would count the store with that. We'd literally walk around just zapping tags and that's then feeding back through our software platform to check things off. So everything goes from being red, not counted, to green, counted. And all of a sudden you've done your inventory. For those who are like, whoa, whoa, what the hell did you just say just now? Like, what, what's, um, when you say scan and read, like, yeah. can you just run me through what the software was doing? Yeah, so the software's job was to control the stock, as in what's in the store or the warehouse or whatever it might be. But in this instance, it was what's in the store. So when they get a consignment of wine in, they would add those wines to the system and then they would apply a tag to each bottle or a box if they were so choosing to, to manage boxes. So the software's job was to know what's in your system right now. So what's in the shop, what's on the shelves. Then when it comes to the monthly stock take and you regroup and you count everything and you go, oh, okay, we've sold a bunch of stuff that's now not in the system because we couldn't count it. We check the shelves, it's not there. Obviously been sold, tags have gone missing, whatever it might be. That then recalibrates the database to say, this is now the stock. This is what's in the store. You know what's really funny? Something I caught up on what you said there, monthly stock takes. Mm -hmm. I know, Lots of e-commerce businesses yeah. that do yearly or two yearly stock takes, like they just put it off because yeah. it's, yeah. frankly, it's bloody time consuming. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And they put it off because they got to do marketing, they got to get new product, they got to innovation of a product. Mm -hmm. It's just super painful. Yeah, super painful. So, so bring yeah. that to manufacturing. Yes. And all of a sudden, you've got these kind of tags that live on reels and rolls that are available to go into the manufacturing process without any grief and effectively tagging a box every time it goes through. This tag could represent the 150 SKUs that are in that box. So, for example. So what is, to bring it, to bring it back yeah. to the journey, yeah. so yeah. You're, you're on this road, <laughs> the pivot is, these suck, yep. they wanted something else. Yep. What happened then at the pivot stage? So then I did a deep dive into how can I get this technology up the chain into manufacturing? So here's the challenge, mm. right? Passive tag emitting a signal. Same with near field communication, NFC with your mobile phone reads. It's a signal that comes out of a passive tag based on the IC chip that's inside of it. Metal blocks it Ooh. and fluid absorbs it. What? Yeah. So fluid absorbs the signal and dumbs it down and, and shrinks its, its readability. Okay. Yep, whereas metal just flat out blocks it. So if I put that on the back of a laptop and try to scan it, it just wouldn't no be chance. able to read it. Right. Right. So there is anti-metal tags, there's all kinds of stuff that can go on. But think of those two challenges and think about a wine bottle. <laughs> wine bottles, glass, glass liquid, and fluid, and metal. And metal, right. <laughs> cool challenge to solve. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so uh, off we went, like literally we dove into this and went, Someone hasn't done it. We're, we're smart enough to do this. <laughs> gotcha. And anyway, <laughs> me being an entrepreneur, I kind of went, well, think about it differently. What else could we do here? So we took the, the, the regular closure. So this is called a polylaminate closure. This goes on a bottle of wine with a cork in it. May I? Yeah, of course. So, so for those who can't see. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what is, let's take a look at this thing. So yeah. it's just a, it, it feels like it's just a piece of aluminium. Yeah, so it's polylaminate. So it's, polylaminate. it's metal, plastic metal, compressed together oh, wow. as a piece. Okay. And it's laminated. That's and pretty then, light. 
Yeah, totally. The, the traditional top cap on this, so it's a two-piece construction. It starts as a flat sheet, goes on a spindle, gets glued, gets a cap put on it. Right, the top cap traditionally is made of aluminium. For the camera, just, just, sh 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 the top is made out of aluminium? Traditionally it's aluminium. Okay. So we went, cool, what's not aluminium <laughs> that we could potentially use that could allow the signal to emit? Was the aluminium stopping the signal because it's yeah, a totally. type of metal? It's metal, yeah, just literally. Uh, wow. If you tried to whack a sticker, a NFC or a UHF tag straight underneath it, you just can't read it. So it's steel, just... copper, iron, yeah. all of it, no it good. It just doesn't work. Right, right. aluminium's in the group. Right. Yeah. So, what, what did so we eliminated that material. We just said, all right, let's, it's a two-piece construction. Let's put polypropylene, let's put a plastic on top, which can allow the signal to emit, all right? So then we started messing with like alfoil wrap things and all kinds of crazy scientist stuff. Then I found this guy in Perth, north of the river, that 30 years ago designed and manufactured himself the first ever subcutaneous injectable RFID for cattle. For cattle? For cattle. Oh, wow. Right. So they run down a runway, there's a reader, boop, there's the, the cow, like that one, we know which one it is, there's the next one, there's the next one. Um, so they would shoot these cows up with a Yeah, like, a, pill like a pet tag, right? A, Think of your microchip in your dog. Yeah. That's what that's developed into, right? Oh, So wow. this guy's in Perth and I'm going, surely not. So I reach out to Colin and, and Colin was kind enough to take my meetings and um, wow. mad enough to say yes to this project. And from there, we, we basically just started trying different things out. And we got to a stage where What Colin, year was this? Uh, so this was, so the pivot we were talking about earlier, right? So 20, late 2016, we're doing FI. November 2018. 2018, you're starting this conversation with this guy. Yep. And we went, right, what can we do? And I said the price point of where I wanted to get to, which I won't repeat on camera. Of course. And he nearly fell off his chair and, and said, there's no chance. And I said, all right, let's do some research because I reckon there is a chance. And all of a sudden he came back and said, yeah, I think you're right. Text changed so much. So Colin gets involved. He redesigns this entire antenna and chipset. So my other challenge was... So traditionally, right, those, the black tags you saw and these sort of tags, these are single frequency. So that's ultra high frequency and you can read that at range. Then you've what, got... What is the range of those ones here? Uh, depends on its application, but you know, eight meters can be up to eight meters. Okay, so you can get eight meters out of this. Yep. Versus near field communication, which is a subset of RFID. Could we right. take a look at the back of yeah, what totally. this is? Peel, peel so... it off and have a look. Okay, so... And I'm so, assuming most of these are like... Okay, so it's like it's basically the this same. This is the same thing I've seen. This is the thing I see like when you're at the shopping center and yeah. you, you want to, people are gonna steal clothes. Security tags. Yeah, yeah security yeah, tags. So when you walk out of um, fill in the blank retailer mm. and they've got those gateways that you walk through. Yep. That's a reader. That's one of these, and it's literally looking for that signal. That tech's been around forever. Correct. But that doesn't know which item it is. It just knows it has one. It knows that somebody is walking out the shop with, with one, one because that's it's going active. Yeah, it's still beep, active. Beep, beep, beep. Correct. That's why when you buy something, they rub it on the counter because there's a little magnetic force under there that's uh, yeah. desens uh, getting rid right. of its frequency and it's killing the tag. Can they reactivate it after it's been killed? That's a or good is question. that the whole metal? I'm not sure about those ones in particular. Is that I like doubt a, it is that like a magnet that sort of just yeah, it just, just kill, kills the the tag. Wow. So that then got us thinking again, right? So. The world of wine, when we did this deep dive from inventory management, we found this vein in the world of wine, which is counterfeit wine, fake wines. And it represents around 20% of the world's wine. I've heard, I was Mad watching- number. Yeah, I was watching a YouTube about this, about the forgery of it, like getting pretty cheap wine, throwing a label on it, saying it was bottled in another country where yeah. the grape was really unique yeah. and Correct. charging large amount yeah. of money for it. That's right. So that challenge was what drew us to this lid reconstruction project was, well, we think what we're doing could actually solve the counterfeit space. So all of a sudden we went, interesting, these tags, the new tags, have got the ability to have a tamper evidence piece built into them. So inside of the tag that Colin and I engineered is a tamper evidence loop. So when the wine gets opened, we snap something in it, which allows us to read a different signal. So now we know this bottle's been opened previously and it can't go back to its original life state. So it's binary, meaning that that bottle can't be put back in the black market, for example. So if a counterfeiter does get their hands on a live active bottle, they can replicate one. How, wait a minute, wait a minute. So how is it active or live or whatever? Because 
-hmm. Because it's, it gets purchased, the seller, like if I'm the seller of the wine, yeah. right? Um, I sell these, these Shirazes, these yeah. Grand Barosa Shirazes. Shout out to Nanda. Promo. <laughs> so these guys, I mean, yeah. let's just pretend there's a tag in here. Yeah, sure. Uh, someone buys it from my store. Mm -hmm. I ship this thing off to them. That thing's still on the go. Yeah, it's active. So yeah. What, what's the thing where you say it deactivates or say I want to sell this? When now. it opens. Opens. When the wine gets opened, we've got a binary state, the tamper evidence piece that's built into the lid. This is like some, some IP stuff you're talking about. Yeah, correct. Ooh. And there's a patented process we've got for, within manufacturing of how we can use this sort of technology in the bottling lines, et cetera, et cetera. Very interesting. Back off topic, so back to the journey. Yes, um, sorry, I thought this was the Yeah. This is the pivot, right? This is the pivot, right. Okay, so, okay. <laughs> so we start building these things, uh, engineering them, getting them to a state where they're, they're nearly ready, right? And we've got a bit of a manufacturing strategy, we think, in place. We do a media launch on the 9th of March last year. Wow, okay. Yeah. Two weeks later, the world... Goes to COVID. <laughs> So Thank time, you, COVID. <laughs> timing, timing is everything, right? Oh my God. So all of a sudden, manufacturing opportunities for us dried up because we were meant to be getting these made overseas. We couldn't travel with engineers. We couldn't build those relationships. So we kind of had to hit pause on the lid manufacturing process, oh. which is a real shame. Did you, was WeChat just not strong enough to be able to get the No, the I mean, we've, we've got video, we can do all that stuff, but it's more about these factories because they had to run a restricted crew meant that they were just doing business as usual job stuff. Nothing new to introduce disruption into the process. So I get it, totally get it, it's fine. Mm. So we then as a company went, all right, that's interesting. Our early conversations with the counterfeit space with some of the major producers was basically guided around, that's awesome, but not all of our wines needs that type of protection. But pretty much all of our wines needs to be able to communicate with the customer, so direct to consumer. So I went, okay, so rather than using this one, the RFID, it's only scannable with a reader like this, which you don't walk around with in your pocket, I don't think, mm -mm. I'd assume. Unless you're in a warehouse. <laughs> but you've got one of these in your pocket. Yes, sir. Which can read a different signal, which is called... He's holding a mobile phone, just let you know. <laughs> which is called near-field communication, NFC. NFC. NFC, near-field communication. That's proximity-driven, but, I mean, you pay for things with your phone, right? Yes, all the time. Like, I'm, I, I don't have a wallet anymore. I've gone the yeah. Chinese way mm -hmm. and just say, my phone is now my wallet. Yeah. I just... So that's NFC. Apple, that's NFC. That's NFC. So everybody is using this so, almost every day without realizing. Sorry, I got to recap because I'm, I'm trying to catch up. This is RFID. Correct. Radio. Mm -hmm. Frequency device. Identification. And, yep. Uh, I d <clears throat> yep. The RID bit. Yep. R uh, okay. RFID. RFID. Yep. I'm such a dumbass. <laughs> and I have no problem sharing my dumbassity with everyone. We love that. But um, the phone is at NF? NFC, so near field communication. So what's the massive, or what's the variance of, between the two texts? Well, it's signal frequency. That's it. So the signal, that, the range that the radio component that comes out of this antenna is at a different frequency to NFC. So one is at like, uh, NFC is 13.57 megahertz. Okay. Versus ultra highs can be 938. Right, just on the right. frequency scale. Correct. Gotcha. So that's why that can be read from further away. Smaller signal proximity. That's why when you pay for something with your phone, you can't, like if this is the point of sale system, it's not like that. It's not gonna work. You, you gotta, gotta tap it. Yeah. <clears throat> effectively, to create that proximity. That's amazing. Plus, if you, if you were just walking through somewhere and you had NFC active and then there was all these tags around, it would just be pinging you constantly. It'd be really annoying. Mm. That's why you've got to get up close and personal. Mm. Right? So okay. when these brands said direct-to-consumer is super interesting to us, my background's in technology. I've been building digital platforms for some pretty significant brands in digital agency landscape for 15 years, give or take. Chevron, Woodside, St. John, Ambulance, W.O. Police, all these kind of companies, building digital platforms for them. So we know product. So we basically went, let's build a back-end system that can handle this technology and make it a reality for brands so they don't need to learn it and understand it because it's pretty complicated. So yeah. our system is effectively a software as a service which activates RFID, NFC, and product <clears throat> to the customer. So you can then connect with customers or logistics, track and trace, trade, all of those kind of cool things that comes out the back of it. 
I'm, I'm the more, I'm getting very attracted to you right now. Because <laughs> I'm starting to get quite attracted to you. So that's very helpful for so many methods. This is super, super, super cool. So you're on this process, you get this pivot and you get this realization with all that happened with China. Yeah. Where did it where did it go from there? And mm. or or is it just on pause, waiting for this COVID <clears throat> thing to pass? Uh, well, it, it's been reactivated. So by by pushing and forging ahead with the NFC, these tags, right? So these go into manufacturing still. They can go into the bottling line as a reel like this, and they get they get licked onto the bottle automatically. Yeah. Show the GoPro. <laughs> All right. So that's so you're talking about this? Yeah, that regular. tag there. So, so this the, is one of those. Yeah. So it's a customized tag. So that's but it the doesn't part. impact by the... No, because it's because proximity, it's again, as oh. well. So we're not looking for a big read range. So it just needs to have enough power to kick a signal through to your phone. So how... Okay, you know like a QR code? Yeah. The first time it came out, Aussies kind of went... <laughs> yeah, fuck, yeah. I'm not using that. Yeah. But then... We need to download an app. And then, we, and then all time. our friends from the north came in and said, this is the way of life. And, and now it's, it's a thing. We just yeah. all know QR codes are cool. Yeah. For most of us. Yes. So then this is like the next level. Looking at it, a QR code is easily identifiable. You know, it's a square yep. with squiggly lines. Call to action. People just know what to they do. Just, yeah. So mm. how then you, will pandemic. you know? <laughs> yeah. How will you know? This is something yeah. to tap, especially when the colors and the branding changes and, and the yeah. styling and all that but, stuff. But that's where calls to action come in. So you know, these are some custom design tags. Barossa, Seal of Provenance for the wine auctions that we did. Halliday's Top 100, 2020 stuff. This is Ricoterra's climate change message. So it tells you to scan it, it tells you to tap your phone on it, right? Can you show There's an example of that happening here? Like while they're here yeah. in front of us? Of course. Like how does that, what, what, are you, what are you using? What, are you using an app? No. So anything? the whole process is, is kicked off again by your mobile phone, right? All right. So let's have a look. So all we got to do is... Can you, is this, Ian, is this in shot? Oh, bro, you got mystery boxes all over the fucking shot here, man. <laughs> I'm genuinely engaged. This is very interesting. It's I, good fun. I don't know anything about this world at mm. all. And if I don't know about it, there's a fuck ton of dirt. Neither did I in 2018. <laughs> I should honestly, I should get you to speak at our next event to, to educate this world of the e-commerce world. Because they, you can't, I'm not, I'm going to say it on camera. Yeah. Because this is, this is actually quite powerful for them. So you were going to show us how this how thing, it activates yeah, yeah so effectively can you just show us how that happens yeah so so like i was saying mobile phones have got near field communication built into them it's how you pay for stuff but android's been open it's been an open network for a long time um i couldn't tell you the exact first date but it's it's a very long time compared to apple apple opened this this walled garden they had for just payments into being engagement as well relatively recently so iphone 7s and up have mm -hmm. got nfc built in that you can just activate an engagement Mm. Prior to that, it was just for payments. Okay, so all you got to do is you, you take your phone, you open the screen, you unlock the phone um, with near field communication turned on, which is you know the majority of people because they pay for stuff all the time. They just it's on. When I do the when I have to go into the credit card part, I got to yes. double tap the the top. Yeah, yeah, that engage it. That's correct. So that turns the reader on effectively. Right. So using Apple. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm Apple. So Apple's a little bit different in that sense that you've you've got to tell it to, 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 to do start something. reading things. Yeah, although you can, you can activate, we can activate our web-based experience with an iPhone without turning an app on. That's fine. Okay. Same okay. with Android. That's the whole point with this is you don't need an app to activate any of this engagement. So, so you, your phone's turned on, yep. it's active now. The, the tag's there, you pop your phone on it and all of a sudden that kicks in the experience, the content-driven experience. So Ooh. it opens up anything to do with the brand that they're putting forward to their customers at the moment. So... And our platform then manages all this content. So your platform, oh, so you, on your website, you create an opportunity for them to build a little bit like content experience. Squarespace or Wix or anything, a yeah. simple yeah. site creator. So it's a content management system mm -hmm. for you to be able to deploy interesting, authentic content to your customers. And it's geo-targeted. Right? And, and this, is, this is available right now? Like yeah, yeah, totally. Online? This is, yeah, this, is, this wine's hit the shelves. Wow. So yep. this is, 
can I ask how much? And can it range past wines? Can, is there, oh, yeah, is there so, an opportunity yeah. that you're looking to say, well, the, the, I'm selling shoes? The, well, yeah, these whatever. kind of things are used in fashion. There's there's some fashion houses that are using this in their manufacturing but on their, their tags as well. You can actually buy thread thread that goes into the shirt that's got NFC in it, which is pretty crazy. Do you know what's really interesting? You know, I'm gonna go on a bit of a tangent here. Mm -hmm. When Amazon sellers yeah, I don't know, maybe you've heard about this one, I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. Amazon sellers cannot collect emails. That is a policy that Amazon has. Okay. eBay they're a little bit free spirited. Yeah. Because Amazon wants to control the communication between the buyer yep. and the seller, yep. and they want Amazon to be the seller. Even though Amazon is sometimes, quite regularly, a third-party seller, mm -hmm. provider. So the third-party merchant wants to be able to connect with the customer, mm -hmm. but Amazon puts a big wall up and says, you cannot call them yep. unless it's for directly for the shipping purposes. Yep. Can't give them any marketing. Yep. You cannot collect their email and add them to an email marketing list. Mm -hmm. And they usually give like numbers and letters yeah, at Amazon.com. Yeah. Whatever. So is this a potential way to bypass that mm -hmm. by saying like they buy it from you, they have a big fat obvious scanning ability, yep. Yep. which then opens up to a site that connects directly to the merchant instead of Amazon? Yeah, 100%. So that's an owned asset for this brand. So they, they apply these labels in manufacturing. So it's a stamp of genuine, authentic nature. So it's able to be authenticated in the wild. But it also creates that content experience. So yeah, that's, that's what it is. The brand has that ability to, to put that interesting curated content into the hand of the customer real time. So mm. if Ash and his team decided that they wanted to update that message that you just saw, literally right now, we'd scan that again and we'd get the new content. So now, it's not a set and forget strategy. Now QR codes is usually like, it's one QR code yeah. set for a range. G generally, that's yeah, that's right. Are you Just for convenience, for printing and labeling and stuff like that. Is it that. the same for this? No, no, each of these are totally unique. So this, this reel, every single one of these has got its own unique identifier built into it naturally right. through the manufacturing process, which we manage and control. So we send batches to these places that says, I need you to, like this reel might have 5,000 tags on it, right? And I need X amount of those. And here's all the IP bits that we give them that helps us control that authentication piece. So we control that manufacturing of these. Whoa, 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 whoa. Just back up a second there. <laughs> so, so that when they get delivered and these wines go, well, the, the stickers, the labels go out to Ricotera. These, hang on a second, hang on a second. Yep. So I need to only use this, I can only use this on your website, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. So okay. You'll okay. get an engagement on the web. Like if you scan that in an open state, mm -hmm. you'll get the content experience no matter what. But they're not rewritable. So you can't go ahead and change these ones to be fill in the blank other brand. Right, okay. And that's where you're talking about the more unique um, identifier for each bottle mm -hmm. and situation yeah. like that. So instant wins all of a sudden because this is totally unique to that one. So if you open this and you scan it in our app environment, we can go a little bit deeper and we can go, hey, you're a winner. Surprise and delight content moments, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Because we know that one is a unique version of the next one, the next one, the next one. So if you want Whereas to do a QR code being yep. that vintage batch. Yes. Right? It's, this, yeah. it's one thing, but it's still the content experience, which is cool. You just have to run a different mechanic if you're going to do a competition, mm. for example. That said, so I can spit out um, hundreds of millions of unique QR codes for you today if you want in a CSV file, and you can then have individuals that mimic it, but you know, <laughs> another, another story. That's okay. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah. I actually don't know what you just said, yeah, but cool. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so the, the, the other really interesting part of this story though was, so this being proximity based, you can't do inventory management terribly well with these mm -hmm. because it's tap, tap, tap on everything. Yeah, right. right. Remember that challenge that we had of trying to read so, these things at so, speed and scale? So these are the NFC? Well, this one's actually both. Ooh, cheeky. Yeah, so you we designed, both. we merged that and that into that. So you got both texts in the same at, sticker. At 19 mil diameter, whereas that's 25 and that's clearly a lot bigger than that. 19 mil. Oh, so mm. you made them smaller. Yeah. Look at that, fuckers. <clears throat> so, yeah. I'm curious, like, you can't, there's not much real difference. Oh, except for this little chip. That little chip is this chip? So there's two chips on this one, one chip on that one, one chip on that one. We've got two in ours. 
So there's an RFID totally, chip you totally, and there's an NFC chip. This has got to be IP thing, no? Uh, no, 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 these are made, but they're normally this big or bigger. We were told that they shouldn't work at this size. And but of course, do. being entrepreneurial, you kind of go, that's an interesting challenge. I will try and make it work. And um, yeah, I mean, it's, com like it's, it's competing frequencies, but it's still, it works. So we it's, can it's scan very interesting. that and read it with this and your phone. Looking at this, right, I can see like there is like something on the outside. That must yeah. be this that's correct. part. Yeah, that's the RF. ID. And then the inside is the other part, which is mostly this. That's correct. Pretty cool, hey? You made this? Yeah, we designed it. Yeah. You and designed then we, it, they made it elsewhere. Oh. Well, yeah, that's right. So but then we worked with, so the biggest chip manufacturer in the world is NXP, and that's who we work with directly when it comes to these Taiwan. engineering projects. Oh, I mean, they're a big global company. Wow. Huge company. Wow, wow, yeah. wow, 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 wow. Dude, this is, this is really good shit. It's good fun, This hey? is really good shit, because me as an inventory guy, hmm. like, I love this stuff. Yeah. So. I, I totally see the potential for brand marketing, how yep. this could work. Yep. Boom. Happy days. Yes. Now, big, big painful space is counting stock. Yes. And going back to that statement, in the future direction of where we are in this business now, mm -hmm. where, where is this going to go? What, what future have you got for this? Because mm -hmm. right now, COVID's kind of put pause, but you're, you're still able to buy them. Yeah, we, we commercialise. We've got wine customers. I mean, these are our customers that have got the NFC tech in action or the QR code tech in action. Yep. Um, I mean, Shellington Under, there's 10,000 bottles waiting in the Sainsbury Depot at the moment in the UK for a, a campaign they're doing over there. Uh, Ada the Gate, she's got a bunch of wines in the US that she's looking at distribution rights and coverage. So now she can communicate with them through this tag. So you're actually finding more innovation movement overseas than actually locally in Australia? Well, that's the growing part of what our business is seeing at the moment is Australia is growing. This tech is catching up. North America and Europe has been quite prolific when it comes to engagement with near-field communication for a lot longer than us. As you mentioned before, the, the, the Friendlies North was about QR codes. That was their version of the tech. And everything was with that until Alipay went, NFC is kind of cool, let's use that. Everyone's got a mobile phone that can activate it now. Mm. So Alipay turns NFC on, on its head over there. And same with you hop on an underground now, there's an NFC token, not necessarily just a QR code. Mm. So they've been adopting that technology as well. And Australia being Australia, it's a bit slower to come here and so forth, but it's ready. Like this is what's happening now and, and people are totally ready to engage. And that's why we offer a suite of products tied to a kick-ass platform. The platform's the glue. This is the bit that, that I guess we're super proud of. I mean, mm. all this is unbelievable, but the bit that we're really proud of is this software platform that we've built that's software as a service, which activates this for you without being technical, mm. right? So <clears throat> traditionally the method would be QR code linked to your homepage. I mean, it's not yep. hard to find a homepage, right? It's a pretty boring experience. As a customer, then you've got to dictate your journey. You've got to figure out where to go next and what to do. Whereas in here, brands curate. That's also a bit lazy on behalf of the e-commerce the, the business itself or whatever business it is really. Yeah. Because they'll say, great, the I'm just, I'm gonna replay something that I would assume would be an average thing. Mm -hmm. It'd be like, it maybe go a little bit like this. The marketing guy sees the potential of the QR codes. Mm -hmm. The marketing guy then sees the products. Marketing guy then will say, look, let's put QR codes on to promote the product. Yes. They're like, cool. Then they go into politics and like, we should make a landing page. And like, oh, we don't know, blah, 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 blah. Let's just go homepage. So they stick the homepage on, yep. stick it on, send it off. Mm -hmm. Off it goes, scan it, it's a homepage, yep. big deal. Yep. But really it should probably go to a landing page which then shows trackable uses and all the rest of it and start mm. getting the numbers. Mm -hmm. But that's then stuck and if they, it's stuck because it's for everything. Yeah. So then this one right. comes in. Yep. And this is kind of where you would take off where you'd like. So this SKU's got its yeah. own content suite. That SKU's got its own content yeah. suite. Yeah. That SKU's got its own content suite. And more work for marketers. Correct. Just kidding. But also agencies, the creative agencies that get involved in the, the content design and creation. So even if you're yeah. a small winery and you don't have a marketing team in house, it's okay. You've probably got a friend that knows a bit about marketing or you've got an agency that you use for stuff. They get to design this curated experience and now can deliver real time stuff, right? So you win the world's best wine award. And that's not on your homepage, or it will be at some point, or did you put it on the landing page? I can't remember. Mm. 
whatever. All of a sudden you update the back end of seller and the very next scan gets that new fresh content that we've just won this. And That's cool. we geo-target it, which is website can't necessarily do this bit easily. No. So all of a sudden I go, as a brand, our message in North America is different to Japan, different to UK, different to Sydney. So in the back end of seller, you curate that content experience that says only show this to people in North America, only show this to people in the UK, only show this to Japan. So therefore, when you pick up your phone and you go blip, you scan it, we're looking at the IP towers and we're going, you're in Japan, therefore we deliver you this content. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So you actually say you can geolocate the actual code of these things? Well, it's, it's this. Or the, the software will yeah. be able to geocode the Correct. location of the that's, that's agnostic. It doesn't care where you are. So it's just, so the, the true data behind this thing is there's a data code piece for it yeah. and, a, and, so it's, and it tells you where you've scanned. No, when you scanned it and yeah. in the software, your software would say it was scanned at this time at this location. Yeah, we drop a pin in the map. So the, the brands get access to a database, a data platform that says you've had this many scans, this many per month, like showing the month breakdown, all that kind of cool stuff, which content blocks are getting looked at but also the pin in the map drops to say, this is where the engagement happened. Mm. So in our app environment, because it's a little bit different, we can take a little bit more data out of the phone. I can do it at the postcode level, outside of the app, which is the majority of the experiences because there's then no hurdle of downloading an app. Yeah. We give you an IP address lookup, so we know you're in that city roughly, so therefore, bang, there's your content set that you get. Which is pretty neat. How many people have kicked off with this? Like, is it has it been a good uptake, or is it yeah, is it a learning process? It's, it's both. So commercialization for us started in December, really. So we started to actively talk to customers and say, we've got a platform we think is ready to go. So we started to to sell. Um, we've got about a dozen wineries now in Australia that mm -hmm. are active. We're just picking up our first out of Spain. So I've got a brand out of Rioja coming along, which is good. Yeah, mm. straight away into fifty thousand tags to get started. Um, but some of the bigger brands that we're working with at the moment, we've got a really cool campaign coming out with a family-owned wine group. I can't say too much, I think, because it's such a freaking cool campaign and we're okay. super excited about it, but you'll see it in January. All right, cool. Mm. Um, you want to see more, go to your website. Oh man, unbelievable. What they're, gonna, <laughs> what they're doing with us is, is so crazy. Um, then uh, it, it got us into other, I mean, it's beverage, right? So we're now speaking to a pretty significant player that's in iced teas and kombucha and sugar-free drinks and stuff like that. Mm. And they then see the benefit of this because it's just connected packaging. So I don't care if you've got shoes, hats, sunglasses, watches, cars, like I don't really yeah. care. We can talk to you about some kind of delivery of this application. We just built it about That's... beverage because of where our background was in anti-counterfeit and stuff like that. It, you got to start from some group, just like Amazon started with books, just yeah, like... Sure. I mean, we've, we've done work with the honey industry. We're doing a project at the moment to protect beekeepers' assets and hives and frames and that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Then connecting the packaging. Uh, Meat Processing Corporation of Australia spoke to us as well and we, we delivered a prototype for those guys for meat traceability and stuff. So, so yeah. I'm gonna get super selfish and talk about myself. Okay, do it. <laughs> I don't often do this on yeah. this channel, but I, it's, it's intriguing. You were showing the process of this and I, and I think it's super interesting mm -hmm. where you had that scanner yeah. go through and count these things. Yeah. Now the stock take process, like we have a warehouse, it's full of stuff, it's, and taking a stock take takes some time. Mm -hmm. Could you just EXP or just show the process of like, okay, each of these stickers are a unit yep. that we have to count. Yep. Normally we go, okay, it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. If you do that, you just counted 2.6 seconds for 37. And I probably took maybe 12 to 20 seconds to count for that? For just that one batch. This is counted these as well. Yeah, show off. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the point. But that's so it's, cool! Um, that's so cool! You yeah. literally is like... Meh. It's still scanning them. You can see those numbers are changing. Yeah, so that's like an active mm. live thing. Okay, so now let me just flip this then on you. So inventory management we're talking about at the moment, which is really cool. Mm. Uh, I'm just going to close that. So now let's say that... Ooh, I just want to refresh this list here. Hang on. Let's say that you want to find this product in your shop. Yep, it's, right? it's in here. It's I can't somewhere find. here. So you then hit this ability here to go... I'm going to locate the tag. So. Where is it? It's like a 
an object somewhere. Oh, there it is. You've now found your product that you're looking for. <sighs> That's amazing. So because when we're doing our picking process, yeah. We, we've done, in, in our system here, we've done an IKEA model, where it's yeah. based on a, in a 3D access to state the location. Yeah. Most warehouses in Australia that I am aware of mm -hmm. will do it this way. They will have a letter or a number to yep. define Correct. which is the row. Yep. Then you go down the row, which will then be the horizontal points yep. to find a point in it, and then you have your vertical yep. points to get to it. Understood. So in that process, when they get in range of that area, mm -hmm. And then it's down to a, um, a visualization to identify visually what it is. Mm -hmm. Then if you can visually identify it, then you are barcoding, which is a point of tagging mm -hmm. approach. I know I'm breaking this down point by point, Understood. but it's like, it's just the steps. Yeah. So then after getting to the location, mm -hmm. visually confirming it and accurately confirming it on the barcode, then it's usually then pro into processing. Yeah. So this kind of tech is super interesting and kind of flips a little bit of thing. You still need to go to a location. Yeah, of course. You can't you be gotta like, be within proximity, you can't say be like five, six, ten meters. Yeah. You know? Like you can't be like on the beach fucking scan everything all yeah, day long. Of course. But <laughs> at least this helps just speed up the process. Totally. So and accuracy. Yeah, so is this still going? Uh, it's turned off. Oh, okay. So it just hit start and you'll be away. So that's just like, okay, it can actually tell. How, oh, okay. So to As actually it gets get closer, a, it just gets more powerful. So, so you, you have to be like right on it to be, so it doesn't even go to 100%, no, no, but. Oh, no, never 100% because it's a frequency and its signal strength is based on this. But wow, that's it's also cool. directional. Wow. So the polarity that comes out of that either is across or it's oh, circular. Oh, I see. So that's why some, like, I don't know if we do... Um, it's like, I can't find nothing. Up and refresh the list. So one of these will work. It's just, it's going to be a different it read. just knows it's something on that list there. You can see the strength is very different with these ones. Because there's no plastic in the way of it. <laughs> you know, so... Cool. So this way, signal less. This way, signal strong because <laughs> all um, of the the energy is coming out of that tag directly at it so you get so this it, linear view and it's so these things are like better. if we were to put a 3d animation on this yeah hopefully in post effects yeah it, could, it would like pulse in a vertical line yeah um, or a circular polarity depends on so the, it wouldn't the it wouldn't cut okay hmm. i see yep that's amazing but now think about yes gateways right so in an inventory space. control system and you've got palette tags that represent everything on that palette so one scan which can tell you everything that's on that pallet. As your forklift picks it up and you're driving it through a doorway and there's some scanners with antennas and it goes blip, it's now moved from that warehouse to that warehouse without you having to type anything into a system and it can automate that sort of stock control. It's now in your delivery bay. We know it's there. I can see a lot of potential. You've opened my eyes up to something nice. I probably will start investigating more depth into. And I am under the assumption I'm behind compared to the industry in, in regards to this probably being engaged or active right now. Mm -hmm. Like, how long has this tech been in warehouses in Australia? Like, I've, this is, I've been in it for a while. Yeah. This is the first time I haven't fucking seen it. Yeah, so not many in Australia are, are actively using this. There's gonna be a bunch that might be watching this going, oh, but we've been using it forever. Sure, I get that, there's gonna be some. But it's, not the but it's not the majority. Okay. Europe and the US, on the other hand, is quite prolific when it comes to this stuff. They've been using this for a long time. We're so yeah. behind. Yeah. Like, but that's okay because it means behind. they've learned all the bad lessons and they've then worked, well, companies like us have then found ways to deliver a better version of the product. Leapfrog. Meaning now, all of a sudden, Australia can pick this stuff up without having to pay for those mistakes. Mm, which would have been super expensive. Yeah, totally. That's um, I'm so, okay, if, to not be selfish anymore, <laughs> knowing that it's, a, it's that fast to scan things, yeah. knowing that it can be identified in its own, it works with your software yeah. to be able to go through. Mm -hmm. Right now, the branding is around sellers and wineries and beverages. Yeah. Is there a potential in the future for your company to open the site itself mm -hmm. 
to be white labeled, to be their own brand title and say whatever the product is yeah. so that they can create those you're a winner competitions, yeah. um, get a discount competition, all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, back to, to what I said earlier about my history, it's a mm. digital product. So we've built this to be flexible, scalable and ready for that landscape. We, we don't care if people don't know who Seller is, you know, I mean, we, we do, we do deep name. down, but you know, it's okay. And the <laughs> markets, we don't, I mean, I don't want people to go, oh, there's that seller tag. So I just want them to know that that product is something they can engage with. Mm. And I want brands to be pointing at us and saying, they're the company that made us stronger and more valuable because we can now do all these cool things. So for us, um, yeah, it's ready to go in that sense of we can white label this stuff and it's, um, it's good fun. But that said, that's more expensive right versus software as a service being here's the generic version which you can debrand and you can still work with at the moment with your own company stuff on it for not a lot of money compared to building it yourself so <laughs> let's just say uh, are you open to talk about pricing yeah totally all right say uh, like okay this is my you know this is my iconic mug i sell these mugs yep right they come in a box yep and they got some styrofoam to help it stay stabilized in the box yeah I have two pallets yeah. of this stuff, and the pallet has about 100 units on each pallet. Yeah. Maybe 60, because that's 100 to fucking lot. But for ease of number calculations, I got two pallets of 100 each, so I got yeah. 200, 200 units. units. I want to buy and put a QR code, uh, uh, sorry, NFC, yep. NFC mm -hmm. thank you, on my boxes and yep. apply them all. Yeah. And usually the most, time efficient process would to be doing this at the manufacturing level correct so i want to get these from you yeah i want to get these sent to my manufacturer mm -hmm. how does that process work yep so literally literally that i mean each of these comes in a bag that's got an id on it so that when it goes into our back end we know that that batch has been allocated to your brand and then it's up to you which product you put that roll onto for example mm -hmm. so if there's five thousand on there Sorry, you said 200. There's 200 on that roll. Mm -hmm. You would send that to manufacturer and you would say, Stick I need you on. to apply those to my handsome mugs. And they would put them on in their process and then all of a sudden they're now activated, ready to go. That's Absolutely. Because yeah. that would be the batch for this run. Yeah, correct. Whether it's a liquid or a solid or whatever the heck it is, it's, it's part of that batch. Yeah, correct. And then I'm assuming, how would I then know to compute these tags to utilize them would i have to go into settler.com and you just log out? into the app and so we, we give you a back-end dashboard that's the software as a service piece you log into that and you've got all of your tags listed all of your qr codes listed all of your products are listed and all the marketing content you've got assigned to them in each of those geolocations etc etc and then you manage it like you don't need to speak to us there's no no hands-on from our side of it can be but majority of our customers just take control of it and we train them how to use it onboard them and then off they go so you pay me per month mm -hmm. for the software as a service and it depends on volumes especially in the wine game just and other so how much products. would i pay you a month say so yeah. in my situation in your situation yep so your tier one. tier one pricing yep it probably costs you 199 bucks a month 199 bucks a month to put these codes on get them printed is yeah. it cost money for me to buy yeah. the codes? so then the tags have got their own cost yep <clears throat> uh, at that volume which is low it is low yeah it, it might be 25 cents a tag okay 25 because cents a tag that's it's, remember that's dual frequency right that'll be like five bucks 200 wait, it's 125 that's 25 50 bucks yeah 50 bucks to send these to manufacturing yeah they chuck it all on, boom, yep. boom, boom. And remember, that's dual frequency. So that can be read with this and your phone. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Versus so, straight NFC, which might be 15 cents a tag. Oh. And seven cents a tag for these sort of things, which are just pretty, you know, logistic heavy. I'm assuming I'd like want to get both, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it depends like... on your brand. Depends on the brand. Yeah, yeah. Do. Yeah. Because but we're talking e-commerce. So yeah, they're going to want to have that customer engagement. Absolutely. So now I'm curious about the inventory side. Yep. I chuck these on, yep. manufacturer then sends them to me. Yep. I then have my orders. Yep. I know they're all there. Mm -hmm. I've gone online while they're getting created or manufactured. Mm -hmm. I've gone onto the website, pumped out some cool marketing plans for what I'm going to be doing for this batch. Yeah. Send it out to the world, yep. hopefully get some sales from that batch run mm -hmm. based on what's going to come forward. Orders come in, stock lands. Mm -hmm. When the stock lands, uh, the scanning process that you showed, yeah. if I say I run my own little warehouse at home or yeah. wherever I am, yeah. and I want to be counting all these like, oh, 
Can I, I could I could do that for my phone? Yeah, that's right. So well, you need this handheld scanner. So you need this this, this bit of kit's about two grand to buy. Well, um, I don't think many people will do that. I mean, yeah. I would, but yeah, the average yeah. e-commerce seller may not. That's but, great. So again, yep. it depends purely on your applications. Mm. Your mobile phone you've already got. Mm. <laughs> so if you wanted to be scanning items to do inventory management, you could do, but it's going to be a slower process because you're doing it one at a time. Whereas that bad boy is going and counting hundreds a second. So this, this the NPF, what, was it NPF? Was it what? The, the, the NFC. NFC. NFC, thank yeah. you. <laughs> the NFC is like you got to be right on the proximity. Yep. This one, ten meters scan range, read range with this. Say average with that. Yep. But if it's phone, it, what? No, you can't read it with meters? the phone. You can't even read this with a no, phone. No, no, the phone doesn't have a strong enough signal oh, of reader. Okay. That's the point of why we dialed them both in. Is that the mobile phone can read? I mean, that just connects because it's fun and it's um, quad lock. Super boss. That's all. But you could operate that with your phone in your pocket. But this is the hardware that's doing the heavy lifting. So that is what's the reader, the true reader. Yeah, so because the phone logistics has, and inventory management. Yeah. Totally. The phone can only get as close as a close tap. So Yes. So the only way to count it if I was if I'm a early stage business, say I'm turning over two hundred thousand in my mm -hmm. current business, yeah. and I want to access this to, yeah. to boost it up to get to that my first million, mm -hmm. that would then mean these codes would be working in a way where I could, I'd have to tap them with my phone all, but no one's gonna do that. You're not no gonna, do, gonna that. do that. Th that's more about direct to consumer. Mm. So if you're the brand that's selling the handsome mug, then you're gonna be buying those so that you can engage with your customer because you're not doing the kind of volumes that a bigger business does. Yeah. So you know that there's a pallet in the corner and you can literally eyeball that and count it pretty quick because you're true. used to yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what we do is we give you that control to go and update the content that your customers get when they get the handsome mug. Mm. And you want to then supply them with a different message that's unique or enter a competition here or do something different. Or here's some recipes that you can do in your handsome mug. You know what I mean? Like they can see. take see. it to the next level when it comes to that D2C space. So now let's say I'm, you know, a multi-million, you know, I'm doing, you know, about five million a year. Yeah. I'm in a business where I'm doing pretty well mm -hmm. and I'm getting, you know, 10 pallets of this stuff, yeah. 10 to 20 pallets of this stuff. Yeah. And now I know I got to manage the inventory because my lead time is about three months because it just takes a while to make these mugs because mm -hmm. they're made of special clay and mm -hmm. <laughs> get all that jazz. Yep. So I know I got to make sure that with three months lead time, I got to hold a certain amount of stock. Yeah, sure. So therefore inventory counting becomes super important. Yeah. So then I can afford these scanner pieces. Mm -hmm. I buy maybe two or three and yep. I'm now scanning these things. Mm -hmm. How does, is it your software that enables the counting process? Yeah, so we built that inventory management system. Uh -huh. So it's, it's kind of a hybrid. So it's not a point of sale system. It's not that, not interested in that. There's so many good ones around. That's got some stock control in it, but the data doesn't get trusted. Why? That's why you do stock takes. Because everyone does a stock take because they don't trust the data that's in their system. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, we, like, I trust, I, we always say, like, we're going to be, we're, we're a live inventory management system, mm -hmm. and we try to do it live. In all truth, we still find, for some reason, it's either up or down a couple of digits. Discrepancies, yeah. And it's, and it's just because either a return came back in, it wasn't processed correctly, or the, the user came in and wanted to take some for a photo shoot, forgot sure. to bring them back. Yep. Things happen. Yep. And in that process, yeah, we gotta go through and count these things. Yeah. But watching you scan it in two seconds yeah, is like right. such a time saver. Correct, yeah. So that process, is that tech something that's like you're gonna plan to expand on or? Yeah, we, that's, I mean, that's what we were building before the pivot and it still exists. We can still use it and sell it. We don't maintain it right now, but the code base is ready to be turned back on. Mm. And again, it's agnostic to what's going into it. We don't care if it's mugs, wine, spirits, pallets, sunglasses, I don't care. Mm. It's counting objects. Yeah. Right. So yeah, for us to turn on, I mean the name seller, sure, we, we created the name based on, on wine to start with, but hey, it's kind of got a common tone to it to a degree. It's fine. Cellular, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. That's um, actually quite funny. Cellular. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, long story short, yes, that's that's our long-term view of the world is there's supporting roles that play a part to the business that all bring in revenue streams. So software as a service for direct consumer, brand protection, authentication, it's a different mm. budget, track and trace, 
Yeah. Connecting with trade. So now you're selling your mug and you want to put that into fill in the blank retailers. Now with that same on package technology, that retailer can log into the seller app, into the producer portal, scan it, and you can deliver them trade-based content to how to sell your product. So you don't have to have your sales reps walking into every single store and oh educating them how to sell. So you can like be the CEO, come on a studio, pump out your direct message, on put it on as a marketing page so it goes to the people that buy it. The trade. That's, I want to swear, really loud. But again, that came from the pandemic because yeah. sales reps can't travel. This, Things have changed. Yes. So this, we, we yes. adapt and we, we, we move forward and we, we create solutions. That's, that's our job. Do you realize how good this solution is? I do. <laughs> yes. I realize how good this solution is because yeah. the fact that this is hitting a point where Okay, we're not trying to say, you know, sales reps are going to lose a job. Right? No, no, of course. The idea is to say, this is an ability to communicate the heartfelt message you have mm -hmm. to the people who trust your brand. Yeah. And being able to express that yeah. through the, content. The conversation I had this morning with a guy out of Canada was interesting because he was in, oh man, the corporate world is open. The, you know, I'm sending you gifts because I want to win your contract all of a sudden they've got the ability to upload their own content and create a personalized message for that person that's mm. getting that unique thing, the handsome mug most definitely, like that's what everyone gets in the corporate world. Yeah. And then they can create a different connection with interesting content. Mm. One of our customers, um, I won't say too much about it because I don't know how much she wants me to share, but she's got deals with, um, with other third party commercial businesses that give wine as gifts so then they've got their own branding on some of those things. So when you scan it, you can see it's come from that party mm. as well as the corporate that built or the, the winery that, that made the wine, right? So these content blocks, when we did the Barossa wine auction stuff, in here there was these major sponsors of the event. So they had locked content blocks with their sponsor messages. And then the brands had other blocks that they could manage and manipulate for their own content. So they... They just ran an event, stuck these bad boys every all on it? Every, every two years, they, it's, it's not quite that. Still every two events. years they do a wine auction and they get all I of see. these unbelievable wines from Barossa sellers and they auction them. And this year I think it was $335,000 worth of wine in 29 lots. Epic numbers. And it all was authenticated with wow. this as a seal of provenance. But in that experience, some of these winemakers then created a, a personal message for the person that bought the lots. So only that person that bought that lot would ever see that content because it's personalized for them. For them. You know, it's really amazing because like the Barossa, well, not even the Barossa, just I've been, I was watching another YouTube video about wine critics and like how they communicate about the vintage, the year, the mm -hmm. type of grape and how yeah. it all, and it's, it's a whole other world. Yeah, like sure. they speak in a world that I don't know, the, the, the drink is dry, yeah. but it's like, it's a freaking liquid, how can it be dry? But you <laughs> yeah. know, like I just, I didn't get it, yeah. but I understood the passion behind it. And when some people have a, just an addictive passion mm -hmm. to a product and just blind desire for it, yeah, money's gonna flow. Yeah. So sure. in that approach, it's more like just being able to create that deeper connection. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, so again, I mean, That's pretty amazing. there's software as a service that we do, then there's custom projects. So when a brand comes to me and says, here's a brief, I wanna do something crazy our team can build the crazy bit and deploy it through the platform without having to rebuild the whole thing from scratch because we've done so much of that work. I got something for you. So Shoot. a lot of people, I want like they know, now you critics out there, sorry, I just, this is what I believe in, that glo global warming and climate change is a legit thing. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people want to use eco-friendly choices. Yeah. They don't want plastic to be dumped on other nations that yeah. are getting the suffering of what that wastage is going through. They mm -hmm. don't want to see more bottles in the ocean. They want to try to do their parts mm -hmm. because it's a massive problem. They want to know how to do it. If a company like ours and like others out there want to be like net, net zero or neutral mm -hmm. carbon and or get eco-friendly choices, yeah. it's it's a very highly, not, not how to say this, it's, it's just a lot of things can try to take your attention and to filter the, the BS from the true genuines, like the only way I know is when the, the founding team or the company that's trying to do that can state a true message, 
show them a farm, show them what they're actually doing, show what they've actually spent the money on instead of it being a corporate thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like share that story. Yeah. So even if it was a mug or some like Nike did with the, the recycled plastic for yeah, shoes, yeah. like that that's cool. Absolutely. Like it's actually mm-hmm. putting something that's identifiable to the product itself to be able to see more of the content. It's like yeah. you're that that's quite powerful because then it it reinforces to know that I spent my money well to try and make the world better mm-hmm. and this product has got this to state the message that it is true yeah well, what they're doing yeah. to help and the, it's yeah it's authentic content and I think that's what mm. that's what today's customers chasing and that's what we're building here is a platform for today's customer which is the one with this in their hand all the time yes right so it's a certain audience that knows how to use it and knows the experience they want from it. So if you're then delivering that content at that same level, I mean, seriously, <laughs> videos that are now five seconds long, that people love that stuff. <laughs> right? yeah. So, so yeah. play in that space and deliver a bunch of them through here. Like it, we just give you that conduit to help deliver that message. You've already got the foundation of saying like, you want to make authentic for the bottle. Yeah. So it's really just making authentic for other areas. Yeah, the product. Right? The so object, the artwork. The only challenge I see in all this is the education to know, hey, you got to tap this. Yes. Because so how do you how do you bridge that gap? Uh, I mean, look in Australia, that stuff's coming anyways. I think everyone sees it coming. They I can didn't see, see the coming. rise of it. There's a lot of people that see this stuff coming. Tell me, tell me. <laughs> so some of the global yeah. stats that we see, um, NFC scan rates with other companies that do similar things, 26, 28% of their products that go out get scanned and engaged with. And that's growing at double digit rates. QR codes and the pandemic have made those become super popular again. Mm. So we're going to see bigger scan rates on QRs for a while, but then the replacement of QR is naturally near field communication. Mm. Again, paying with your credit card, like even your physical credit card, and you tap it on the thing, that's the same thing. So even if you're not paying for stuff with your phone, you're still using near field communication. I really wish I had my iPhone with me right now to be able to get you to show me how to do it. Because I, I wouldn't, after this conversation, I'm still not gonna know how to scan this. Like I just yeah. put my phone, when so yours is Android, yours is active and open. The, the only difference is, do you have an iPhone? Fuck, no. There's one in my pocket recording the audio. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, okay, the, okay. the only difference, and we've got a video that shows this, which we can send you and you can maybe cut some stuff in. Yeah, oh, cool, whatever. we'll chuck it into the footage. The only difference is that, so on an Android, the reader is back in. The quad lock just happens to be the perfect position. And I kid you not, for these lids, like that's, that's where the scanner is. It's unbelievable. Yeah. But the iPhone reader is up by the camera. Oh. So Apple users know that. So when you buy something, you when you go to the point of sale, you go like that. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Always tap it So at that's the all you do is you go like that. And yes. that activates the experience and it kickstarts the journey so i it's the only difference i don't have to it's act- just the location of so the reader the, so i literally just put that there yeah i'm assuming get it on the right spot and it's um, and then it will just open her up there you go so that all, one's not in the system so it tells you it's it's not in the system now this one's saying it's active but if i just went like this with any iphone are you saying it's like it's same thing it would, gonna work. It would trigger and what happens is um instead of it opening up on that web browser a little thing pops down from the screen that says what do you want to do with this and you just click the open in Safari. Link. Oh, mm-hmm. like you would with the QR code. It's like this popped open, yeah. click. Mm, click on it. this, same thing. Yeah. So we'll, we'll cut some stuff in. Like I said, we've got some footage that we've done for that anyway. Chris, this has been amazing, like legit. So there's a lot of businesses out there that are always trying to grow through. So I'm gonna ask you to give them a call to action so that they're able to take action on this. We've talked a lot about this tech. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to start a business and you're at the, in, a, in an e-commerce world, what would be a call to action that you would encourage them to do? So really, to be fair, it's um, whether you use seller or not, it's about engaging with your customer. Mm. To do that, you've got to know your customer. <clears throat> so go and understand what's your ICP, your ideal customer profile. Figure that out, and then you'll know what they want from that experience. Then you can build your strategy around that from a marketing and sales point of view. And if some of that is that they want to learn that sustainable story or they want to know more about the team or about the awards you win or the competition you got running an easy way to deliver that message and content is through social media great one thing but not everyone's necessarily following you 
when I'm holding your physical product, I'm captive. So all of a sudden, if you can consume content based on that. So I mean, a label is one thing, and you know how much money and time gets spent on labeling for products, yes. <clears throat> right? So that's awesome. We don't want to take away from any of that. Hence why it's in a, like a, a label or a sticker that can go on a bottle somewhere else, or it can be built into the lid in our future cases, or it's the QR code that can live on the packaging as well. And that all of a sudden becomes that connect piece of the puzzle. So you're not then removing all of that brand effort, you're just adding to the experience and now you're digitizing a bunch of content that's super interesting that that customer that you're chasing wants. So understand your customer, know what drivers there are for them to buy your, your potential product, then figure out the best way to market them. Awesome. Thanks, Chris. My Great pleasure. to have you on, mate. Awesome, Jeff. Thank you very much. Cheers, guys. Hey guys, thanks so much for spending the time to listen to Chris from Seller with myself here at Keepspace. We have our next episode up for you guys. It's going to be Cam from Ammo Marketing. I hope you enjoy it. Have a listen and have a great day.